1: Dot com. I am
0: too sexy for
1: my shirt. Too sexy
2: for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. I am too sexy for my land. Too sexy for my land. New York or Japan. Uh, Yes. I'm too sexy for this self, too sexy for your girl Too sexy for this world, too sexy for this ice Too sexy for that jet, yeah, yeah I'm too sexy for this chain, too sexy for your game Too sexy for this fame, yeah, yeah I'm too sexy for the trap Too sexy for the cap, too sexy for that jet, yeah, yeah Okay, all right, that's fine Okay, okay, I'm feeling too sexy to accept requests And I'm way too sexy to go unprotected And she popped a Tesla, now she gonna let you Okay, alright, that's fine Okay, think we got too sexy for that Metro housing Diamond popped out, almost swallowed 60,000 Section need more change in here, I like it crowded Tell me what you like about them.
3: What is this?
4: What? Maybach
3: music. What? I like this Maybach music. Sweet. Sweet. sweet.
4: sweet. sweet. got a hand in your own. Maybach music.
0: Just,
4: just, just,
2: just, uh, I'm yeah, they tried to tell me I don't fit up in this motherfucker Cause Rose, they keep talking why he think he Uncle Ruckin' I left Jimmy, they was spinning silly on my budget And now I'm over with some cooler niggas I fuck with You buy the cooler, yeah, you niggas don't get no dick Bitch, I think I'm Teen Wolf, dog nigga, ballin' bitch flash Ricky Steamboat, me and Mama Tino I don't wear no five or $1,000 jeans float It's funny, I poochie made all the states gone I'm winnin' cause Ricky made my mistakes known that, since I put this chain on, Cause these bitches appear quick quicker the state farm. While they for love something they can't ever smoke. We that can't pronounce man, this shit I leave on set of stone a single single-handedly say coach You got a spark, you need some lighting, man You sang sofa don't so get it right, okay, you born a oh, man I'm with the owner You know my tribe is retarded Like I'm riding down Picture me rolling Young, handsome, and focused Got that vision of Paco throwing i branded as Oprah Michelangelo, portrait me Maya Angelou Michael Jordan, performance nigga I'll actually all of it Yeah, I'm just a poet with some hang time Home, booty Shakespeare I just shake dice I make him take a hike. Good night. Oh, yeah. no. it's opportunity. Lord knows. MMG, baby. The dream team. Better for me. Huh? I made it myself. got some self-made. Huh. Fire put me anywhere, I just blaze. Dropped out of school, never made it to the twelfth grade. I'm so fucking raw. And it's hoping that I catch AIDS Motivated just from being broke. Whoa. Self-made, count that up, huh. <laughs> Self-made, self-paid, man. P-I-L-L in the building. A-T-L. Don't get your motherfuckers all on. Eight in the morning when that street clock busts. Kitchen overload, no so nards turn. The aisle burn, bacon soda pole. Decline sale, buy and sell like a punch. Popping margins increase, eggs is a beast. With my gun, I outwitted, you overmatched. House hidden, drop top. the soap is find This fine, dime, take out, first date, make out Diamonds lined the lens, camera and on the out As I exit the stakeout, pockets on mango, Philosophical dollar and Prada while at the Congo Africana, black is gonna be my attire Marijuana, marijuana stick to get higher Yes, we blow stress through the vents of the Marriott We self-made, carry on while we carry out If I woke up tomorrow and then dollar as long as I have my heart, I can get it all over. Dream change. We the 93 Chicago Forwards, baby. The lovely Tijuan Moses. Self-made. Maybach music.
5: go run it up 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 fuck 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 it up she going to shake it fast she going to drop it low she going to shake it fast she going to drop it low little baby don run it up 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 you cannot tell her shit she's trying to get rich up too thick, everybody want to hit, yeah. Shoot when I let them hit go. these niggas broken sheet, she no, me on the low, oh. DDG finna blow, yeah. yeah. throw that ass so quick, yeah. she my number one pick, yeah. baby girl too lit, uh. but these niggas ain't shit, uh. Shotty cute, just face stick, eyeballing no lace stick, open up, let me taste it, I ain't tryna be basic, Ain't really with the games, no play for the lames, smart girl got brains, and she ballin' no james, Shotty she got a whole lot of ass. Inert, bad. less finessing the cash. Yeah, yeah. Little baby gon' run it up, 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 run it up. it fuck it up, 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 fuck it up. She gon' shake it fast, she gon' drop it low. She gon' shake it fast, she gon' drop it low. Little baby gon' run it up, run it up, run it up, run it up, run it up. Man up, uh, man up, uh. I say, girl, what you finna do, hey for that cat Girl, you better drop it low
1: too quick, moving fast I might push up in that Porsche, and you know I do the death Had that go flood on my wrist, and you know it came hey, the back hey, say they like the way my neck shines, <laughs> bitch, I'm too lit Know they wanna be a part of this, cause nigga, we the shit Is you stupid? Yeah, you ain't hoppin' in my car without a stick Top of bullets hit they body if we catch them on that field hey, bank bankrolls after bankrolls after
5: bankrolls rolls hey, it got them changin' just like how these niggas change and you could catch me up in places where they can't go. Turn that KL, I'm still up in the trenches with my chain Little baby gon' run it up, 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 shut it up, fuck 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 it up. She gon' shake it fast, she gon' drop it low, she gon' shake it fast, she gon' drop it low. Little baby gon' run it up, 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 run it up. We gon' run to the bag and stack it up fast, young I spit it on drip. He wanna give me no head, so I caught up a cab, hooked his shoulder I'ma have
2: to take these niggas to court, they done the auto-filled my drip. Each time I go to the street, joint, everybody know I'ma leave it a little tip. She smart and thick, she classified. On bacon strip, her ass is out. She showed her niggas love in the pen, she hunting the pics that pass it out. It's my bitch, when she whine and trip, I give her a pass And I grip, when she ride my stick, I fuck her lashes out. Two of my homeboys tryna to go to war, gotta make them hash it out. First thing I was taught when I was growing up, don't keep the stash in the house. Turn the hood bitch to a princess how to I come from the bottom
5: one from boy I'm a legend like I'm dinzig Little baby gon' run it up, 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 shut it up, fuck 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 it up. She gon' shake it fast, she gon' drop it low, she gon' shake it fast, she gon' drop it low Little baby gon' run it up, run it up, run it up it run it up, run it up, run it up, run it up. Hey, come here. Run, run it up, fuck it up. I don't need the wrist nigga, fuck or something Gonna take the date, what you running from? Bitch, I'm lit, come and see your first on the bus. Oh yeah, you think it's cold? Look or something? Bitch, you must think I'm a duck or something. Gonna let do I fuck or something Let my DJ get sucked or something. Wanna hang around with the gang gang? Let me get a three way if you wanna bust. You already know CJ if you wanna bust. Swerve on replay if you wanna bust. I already know you kind of fuck. I ain't even tryna talk, get up on the bus. I ain't even tryna talk, I don't wanna fuck. Rollie bust, bust. Huh. AP bust, bust. And you niggas sus, you taking L's, russ, we bangin' L's Us, us. Every day I wake up late, just, just. Everyday you fuck niggas still amazed. Little baby gon' run it up, 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 shut it up, fuck 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 it up. She gon' shake it fast, she gon' drop it low, she gon' shake it fast, she gon' drop it low. Little baby gon' run it up, 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 run it up.
3: All right,
1: all right, peace to the gods, peace to the gods. Let's uh get this shit started. Someone said latest interview, man, that means you ain't on my uh you're not part of the Patreon, man. What's up with that? You don't like a nigga, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna uh give a nigga a donation in the Patreon shit. Why? That shit crazy but uh let me uh these live joints uh i paste the the link for youtube in the in the chat let me start
0: youtube you?
3: All right, and let me start the gram.
1: All right, the chat and the gram is started. In a whole night, we got an upcoming seminar. It's gonna be February 26th. Um, it's gonna be in Atlanta. I know all of y'all are, is excited to get back to Atlanta. It's gonna be the twenty-sixth of uh. February and uh it's gonna be at the hotel I normally have my uh what's the name's at in Atlanta
3: and uh it's uh waiting for it to come up.
1: Things are moving slow. Was it me? It's the twenty sixth of Atlanta. Uh, my son didn't put it on the website yet, but he'll have it up today or tomorrow. And uh, you'll be able to get your tickets and all that for that webinar up and coming. But, yeah, I uh, did a a interview, and I got it in the chat on, on YouTube, and I also have it in the chat on Blog Talk so y'all could check it out. Um, the brother uh, has a new... Radio station, so I, I show some support for a fellow Moore by going on his joint. A real interesting uh interview, too, of me, so y'all should definitely enjoy it. So where I left off on Monday's show was Rule 11 of the Federal Rules of Procedures, Civil Procedures. So the next rule is Rule 12. But I've done Rule 12 a million and one times, and it's in the archives, and Rule 12 is defense and objections, when and how presented, motions for judgments on pleadings, consolidating motions, waiving defenses, and pretrial hearings. Basically, Rule 12 breaks down all your defenses like lack of subject matter jurisdiction, lack of personal jurisdiction, improper venue, insufficient process, insufficient service of process, failure to state a claim upon which relief can be granted. That's their favorite one to use and failure to join a party under Rule 19. With Rule 12, I like to use lack of subject matter jurisdiction, lack of personal jurisdiction, right? How do I do that? Well, I do that by looking into my constitution in judiciary. And they say, which court has the jurisdiction? In Atlanta, Georgia, it is superior court. Now, they constantly pull you into magistrate court. They pull you into uh, driving court. They pull you into state court. None of those has jurisdiction. According to the Constitution, 1877 Georgia Constitution,
3: uh,
1: it's superior court. So if they have me in any other court, and superior court is the court with original jurisdiction for cases with divorce, cases with uh, equity, cases with property and land titles, uh, for uh, confining in jail. Right? So that's almost every case. Right? So that's where they're supposed to have me, superior court. So I say you lack subject matter jurisdiction, and you lack personal jurisdiction because you have me in the wrong court. Now, let's say if I get pulled over on the road by a cop, I'm fighting that case, a ticket case. I'm going to say they lack subject matter jurisdiction, and they lack personal jurisdiction. Why? Because the cop never had a warrant and an affidavit in support of the warrant, so they didn't have jurisdiction, personal or subject matter and number six, because they didn't follow the constitution, I say they've uh, they have a failure to state a claim upon which relief can be granted right now we're gonna go down to. Rule 13, which y'all never looked up. So Jonah's going to look it up, right? Rule 13, it says counterclaim and crossclaim. A lot of y'all want to do counterclaims and crossclaims. Don't know how. Rule right here tells you how, right? It says uncompulsory counterclaim, number one. In general, a pleading must state a counterclaim any claim that, at the time of its service, the pleader has against an opposing party if the claim, A, arises out of the transaction or occurrence that the subject matter of the opposing party claims. So, I'll give you an example. Cop brings you into court for traffic ticket. You can do a counterclaim in their court stating that the uh, Cop didn't have subject matter jurisdiction, personal jurisdiction, and violated your rights protected by the Constitution because he didn't have a warrant and affidavit in support of the warrant. Plus, it was false arrest. And you need to be paid for the false arrest. That's how you would do that counterclaim, right? B does not require adding another party over whom the court cannot acquire jurisdiction. Cop is already there, so they can acquire jurisdiction from him, right? Because he has to come in for the case he got against you claiming
4: you you
1: broke some infraction. Exceptions. The pleader need not state the claim if, A, when the action is commenced and the claim was the subject of another pending action. Or that means what I just said. They have a case against you. You can put in your counterclaim right there. And they got to merge it together, right? You don't have to do a separate thing. B, the opposing party sued on its claim by attachment or other process that did not establish personal jurisdiction over the pleader on that claim. And a pleader does not assert any counterclaim under this rule. So it's saying they already established jurisdiction by having you in court, traffic court. But you did not assert (coughs) a counterclaim under this rule. And maybe you didn't do that because you wanted to go to federal court and do a 241-242 suit. So it works like that as well.
3: You know what I mean? Life <coughs> is cooking. It's something that's
1: choking me. Then it says, "Permissive counterclaim: A pleading may state a counterclaim against an opposing party. Any claim that is not compulsory." C. Relief sought in a counterclaim: A counterclaim need not diminish or defeat the recovery sought by opposing party. It may request relief that exceeds the amount or difference in the kind of relief sought by the opposing party. So you don't even have to beat their case. With your counterclaim. you could simply ask for more money. So you're the only one that's gonna get paid in that suit. Now y'all should be thinking, when y'all have your pay fee schedule, that's what it's talking about. Your paid fee schedule will come up more than their so-called uh, tickets and stuff like that, right? So it's talking about that, right? Now, it goes on about other stuff, but I don't really care about it because that really don't apply to us. So with that being said, we have to have happy- half hour point, I'm going to play a commercial and then I'm going to open up the call lines and get y'all's questions because it is consultation Wednesday where I answer all y'all's questions. So I understand because I could have went on and just did another rule and stuff like that and just kept on teaching, but I know people get on today be able to get hella questions answered. So I'm looking for my commercial. Here you go.
0: the
6: Are you dealing with the legal situation? Are you being stopped and questioned by police for no reason? Got you feeling like the death is stacked against you? You can get everything you need to protect yourself, your rights, and your property at JonahBay.com. jonahbay.com. You can learn how to remove that so-called judge from your case with the writ of Peninnas and cices webinar and template. Get that so-called judge out of here. You can learn how to save your money so you can make money with the discharge webinar DVD right here at jonahbay.com. While you're there, you definitely need to pick up the injunction webinar and template. Don't believe me? Check this out.
3: Peace to the gods. You're now listening to the sounds of Hindsight Radio. I want
7: to share a story um, regarding the injunction. Um, Mm -hmm. I did the injunction, uh, and I was stopped by the police. I didn't realize Mm -mm. it. So he said ticket, and Mm -hmm. um, so he went to his car and ran my plates. And I literally mean he almost ran back to my car with my license and said, have a nice day and sent me on my way. What happened to the ticket, though? Where's my damn ticket? No ticket. He sent me on. He told me to have a nice day and sent me on my way. So the injunction does work.
0: Go visit
6: JonahBay.com. At JonahBay.com, you can choose from a wide selection of webinars, seminars, templates, certified documents to get your ready. He could teach you how to go ahead and get out of debt, and not only get out of debt, but to be self-sufficient where you don't need to go ahead and utilize the system. You are the system.
0: JonahBay.com.
1: I just drank this water and it went totally down. All right, all right, I'm back. Peace to the gods, peace to the gods. All right, let's open up this call line. I'm sorry it took me a while to get back, but I had to go bathroom. My wife and daughter laughing at me. (laughs) Hey, yo, brother got to go, brother got to go. I'm an old man. I'm sitting here drinking all this water. Yeah. Um. I drink about a gallon to two gallons a day, y'all. You know what I mean? When you when you get older, your blood gets thicker. <laughs> I'm going to uh, 774-467. Peace to the God, peace.
3: Peace to the guys, Mister Jonah. How's everything?
1: Mister, I'm not in the armed services. Call you uh, Jonah Bay if you prefer. Yeah, I don't know if you want to say first and last time. Mr. is for people in the armed services or work for the government. I don't work for the government. I'm not in the armed services. Okay. But what, up? We'll, we'll, what up? We'll keep it simple.
8: Well, um, I do wanna say, you know, I'm feeling more uh competent, uh, excellent and capable you know, due due to certain individuals, if you know, you know. You know? Um, I do have a question about, uh, I do do have a question for you about um, Section 8 housing, not to uh, get too far off the path from uh, Rule 13.
1: You could ask any Um, goddamn thing you want because it's Consultation Wednesday. But uh, Section 8, I hope I can answer it. I don't know. I ain't never been on Section 8. I ain't never dated anyone that was on Section Eight, but I know a little something about Section Eight because I did real estate. Well, do real estate, and we went okay. to the Section Eight classes to get people to rent property from
8: me. Excellent. Maybe it'll be a, a teacher moment. I know there's, I know there's a lot of us on it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um. Uh. Okay. So, so my question is, right? Um. Do I send my uh temporary income bona fide complaint to the CEO of uh my housing authority and mm-hmm. the U and the US Department of Urban of uh urban development yes. public yes. in NES. Okay.
1: They're both they're both, you know, it is government and it is private together, working together in a partnership. So yes.
8: Okay, excellent. Um just just um to to say also I sent um the local um like uh, housing liaison a notice and I completely forgot I wasn't supposed to send it to her. It's always the CEO, right? Um, yeah, I had a I had a uh, I had sent it to her it says temporary income is not to be uh qualified and I work for a temp agency. They try to raise the rent. So I just want to Get some clarification to see if i could remedy that by sending them a notice yeah
1: uh i i say do the administrative process and see how it goes
8: okay all right fair enough i i did it right. already with the with the, the local lady but i'm gonna send it to the ceos i appreciate
1: you all right then peace go peace. all right i'm going to 901 631, peace to the peace to the God.
0: 901 631
4: Man, it's not opening. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I didn't hear it unmuted, so I was trying to make sure it wasn't on my end. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, it
4: was hey. tripping on my end. Okay, okay. Hey, so I I was uh listening to your interview that you had the other day, right? Oh, you one of the few and, that uh, knew the interview existed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, man, I was just trying to get a little feedback about the the Moors that you was talking about on that interview, like the two two uh Moors families that you was talking about, man. Is this something that we can kind of go back and read and look up on? Uh,
1: when you said the Moors, you got to expand a little more. I, I I don't remember. You
4: you you may mention that it was it was just two Moorish families that were um that were oh it's, yeah
1: it's called the um that's enough I I know what you're talking about now it's called the uh right. the Sun Dry Moors Act
4: Google it Sun Dry okay okay Sun okay. Dry dead, Moors dead. Act
0: mhm
4: absolutely okay okay and, and so uh one of the things that I, uh, another question
1: delaware moors
4: delaware moors
1: mhm
0: okay uh, okay and
1: bed, also bed. Delaware moors license you're gonna see they had all of that that I talked about in the show,
4: right, right, so let me ask you this then are you do you still do like the uh private i d like, the, uh, oh, yeah. The foreign ID. I, I mean, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Okay. I, is, it, it, a, listen, is it a way?
6: You
1: have to use uh-huh. a foreign ID, the IDP, to be right. driving lawfully all over the world. That's what the treaty says you have to have. So if you don't have it, right. let's say you got the IDP and use it with your Morris ID, you fucking up. That right, is what the right, right but this is what i was saying about a lot of us melanated people moors are disobedient they don't want to follow the rules so if you right. how hard is it if if i'm saying just just email me and i'll pass it on to the guy who can get that for you how hard is it for you to do what the treaty tells you to do right okay okay you know, the way okay. i see it is you can do your injunction, but, yo, you're going to be driving places where that injunction ain't. Let's say, you know what I mean, you got your injunction in for Georgia, but you want to go down to Louisiana for the Jazz Fest, right? you going right. to the mad state. What you going to do? You're going to do injunctions for every state that you're going to travel through before you go on that trip? Nah, it's easier right. to have your IDP with your foreign license.
4: Okay, okay. 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 You know what I mean? Path release. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I know. I I sent I sent that information <laughs> off a, a, a. Yeah. Sent it off a little while ago. I just ain't uh, nobody got back with me on this for the foreign ID yet.
1: Send 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 me another email. In my um. In my email, jonabe at gmail dot com. And I'll pass it along again.
4: Okay. Okay. All right. And so and I'll uh, the last him. question.
1: I, you let this guy the, slip the, through the cracks.
4: Right, right, right. So my last question is it, pertaining to the uh, 241, 242 suit. For those who ain't got it, man, y'all need to check that done out, man, for real. But in in the book that I was reading on it, right, it was it was speaking on the license. So – It ain't good for us to really have uh, a license through the state, even if we're doing, like, trucking and stuff. Like, that's what I do. So I basically need to figure out something else, you know what I'm saying, and set myself up in a different way if I plan to do trucking, or is it another way around that?
1: Okay. You can set up your trust. When your trust is set up, you want to be the owner of this trucking company? So the trust is going to own it, and the trust is going to hire a manager. The manager is going to have all the trucking licenses and all that stuff. Right. It's just like you you own McDonald's. McDonald's hire a manager that opens the store, deposit the money into the (laughs) bank, open up a new bank account if he has to. He does everything.
4: Right, so it, that means that I need to get 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 away with my my license, though, right? So that means yeah. I can't even yeah. have mine, right? Yeah.
1: Okay. I, a license since you're in commerce. If you're in commerce, you got to go by the rules of commerce and, and, and their laws, and driver's license and all that. Right. And it can be taken away from you.
4: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: But uh, was, like man. I said on that interview, March nineteenth. I'm having that webinar on the treaty injunction. When all of that goes through, you do whatever the hell you want because the treaty says they can't molest moors, they can't tax a moor, they can't do nothing to a moor. So when you get that done, you don't have to worry about licenses or none of that.
4: Right, right, okay. I will. Right, well, I'm most definitely gonna be on it. Man,
3: that was right. my last question. I'm gonna yield the flow, guard. Peace. All right, peace, God. All right, seven eight six eight seven eight. Peace to the God. Peace. Up not wanting to open up the call lines. Still didn't open it.
1: What are they scared of me uh, saying or when these people are asking questions and they ain't letting me open it up? Let me try another one. Yo, that is crazy. I got mad hands up and can't, <laughs> can't pick them up. Yo! I knew they was going to be tripping on all the information I've been dropping lately, but crazy. That's all right. Let me go to uh, YouTube and see what questions they got in on Instagram. Keep the show going. But, uh, yo, y'all got to know, I'm definitely doing everything right and teaching y'all the right shit if they got to fuck with me like this. They don't fuck with no one else like this. Y'all just got to recognize that. All right, so let me see if I see a
3: question up here on YouTube. I don't know,
1: man. People act like they don't want to put their thumbs up for a brother, man. They don't want to give me no likes. I just don't understand why they did that. They be doing that to me. They know they're learning. Ryle M. L. said, I ain't supposed to use the bathroom. Shit. When you drinking as much water as I drink a day, you're going to be using the bathroom all damn day. For real, for real. Brother J. Bate, which video can I watch to return the 501C3 and file for a 9-8 number over the phone. Gratitude. Yo, it's on YouTube. You want to listen to the show with me and Ron March, Jonah Bay and Ron March, or Ron March and Jonah Bay, and check that one out. It might be mostly audio, but it'll tell you everything you need to do. And you also want to Google IRS manual for E-I-N. And it's going to tell you in that manual how to get a 9-8 number. One of the first lessons I showed everyone around the world, how to get a 9-8 number by the IRS manual. Natalie said, waiting to learn from you on how to become free for real. Yeah, that's what's up. Uh, Natalie, make sure you go to uh, soundcloud.com and get into those archives. It's going to show you all the things that I've taught over the years that make you get free. All right? Authenticate injunction, go into trust, live unincorporated, take gifts and donations, minimum contacts. Yo, that's basically what you're going to be doing, for real. They just, Deep Wang broke it down for you. That's a funny-ass name, Deep Wang. I ain't even going to talk
3: about what that means.
1: You know what? You might be right. They probably are blocking the thumbs up on on YouTube. You never know. I know they'd be blocking everything else. Why not that? Now, I was, uh, you know, setting up this show today for... um, YouTube, right? And someone put up a video, an old student colleague of mine, talking about there is no money. There is no money. They like to make you believe that bullshit is true. There's always been money. The problem is, most people don't know what money is. But the bankers do. The bankers do. And they told you what money is. They said money is gold and silver. Everything else is credit. That's what the Rothschild said. That's what the Constitution says. So when you read in HJR 192, you're not really overstanding what it's saying. It's, it's telling you to take, Federal Reserve notes, if you want real money, take Federal Reserve notes and trade them in for real gold and silver, dollar for dollar. That's what it's saying. Nothing's stopping you from getting real money. I got real money. I got real money. Gold and silver. In the movie, John Wick, they showed you how they were using gold coins in that movie Everyone else was using dollars. If you want to be a sheeple, that's what you're going to do is use federal reserve notes, but there is real money. People need to stop telling that lie. It ain't real money. You choose not to have real money. I told y'all it's in the archives. I told you about the story of me and my wife in court. And, um, we was just learning about the Constitution. And I was so green that I wasn't doing paperwork ahead of time, letting them know what I was going to talk about. And if I did do the paperwork ahead of time, don't you know, I would? I used to hand the paperwork in the day I went into court. And it'd be a ton of people in there. And I'd go in there and start talking about the Constitution and what they violate and all that. So <laughs> they was like, you say it one more time. We're going to lock you up for contempt. So I said it. They locked my ass up. So my wife's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you mean to tell me you just going to lock him up for asking you questions about the Constitution? Lock her up. (laughs) Before we went into court, I made sure, I told her, yo, leave our IDs, all of that, inside the car, hidden in the, uh, in the uh, booth with Trump, because that's prima facie evidence with US citizens and under their jurisdiction. We hid all that ID. And then uh, I put some silver coins in my pocket. So we downstairs from the courthouse, in the courthouse, in their, their jail downstairs, right? And we in jail, so I'm laying down. i about to go to sleep. I was up all night writing that paperwork. And uh, they checked my pockets and all that. They were so-called taking all my property to put it into property. So then when they seen the silver, their eyes lit up. And they couldn't write down what the silver was. Now, notice, and this, and I had on jury, too. They do this on purpose. If you've ever been locked up, you need to notice this shit. You can have on your gold wedding ring, a gold bracelet, whatever. They don't write it as gold. They write it down as yellow ring. White gold or silver, white ring. Right? They never say gold to silver because it would prove that you aren't insolvent. It would prove that, you know, you're not a vagabond. You're not what they claim you are, right? But anyway, with the gold and silver, I, I mean, the silver coins in my pocket, they went and got the sheriff, and they and the sheriff's like, released them immediately, and let us out of jail and told us we kicked out of the court. Don't come back no more. Dog, we was only in jail maybe a half an hour before they could get the sheriff to come down. That's the power of having real money in your pocket, Right? So I just had to tell y'all that interesting story. Listen, just because you saying that uh, the U.S. don't have no gold or silver in Fort Knox, that may be true, that may not be true. They don't have to uh, store it there. Something that y'all may not know, Grand Canyon got a city of gold up under it And they found it. A guy named Robert Kincaid found it. And they found all those statues of uh, Egyptian gods, uh, Buddha, all of that, in this golden city. And they got so much gold that they won't release it. If they did, it would destroy the economy around the world with that much gold. So they have gold everywhere. Just like I'm sure y'all know. In the World Trade Center, the main building had mad gold up under it. So they they they, they have gold. They not letting y'all use the gold. And the reason why it's simple reason why they don't let y'all use gold. Because if you have real gold, y'all would have to be moors. Y'all would have to be back to your real status. The whole reason why they banked the America in 1933 was because Noble Drew Ali came in 1926 and proclaimed y'all to be Moors and all that. Which y'all would have got y'all's land back. So it is what it is. So the bankruptcy was all predicated on stopping us from getting our original home back, which is, what's the name of our home? Ta Mary. Ancient Egypt amongst other names. It's a lot of different names. Tariq Allen, all of that, right? So it is what it is. But let me see if I can answer a phone call again. Uh, 678-799. It is working now. See? What's
0: up? What's up? What's up?
1: B-Y Serpent, I know you're a fucking devil, and I'm about to get you out of my chat. You want to fucking get on this you're one, them, Put your damn hand you up and, you and, you up and talk. Stop trying to disturb shit in the motherfucking chat.
0: Sure
1: you know what I mean? I don't get down like that, bitch ass. I don't
3: get down like that. Peace to
7: the gods, hello?
1: Peace to the God.
7: Yes, I have a a couple of questions, and I'll be quick. Um, The first one is after about 12 weeks of waiting, I finally got my authenticated birth certificate back, Mm -hmm. and I'm here in Georgia, but I had already filed my trust several months ago. I listed the file number that was on my actual birth certificate in the trust filing, and now that I actually have the authenticated birth certificate, I want to file it. So do I just use... A UCC three to add it to the trust, or do I have to do anything aside from going in there and saying, "Okay, now I have the actual document. I want to add it to the trust that was filed several months ago." Can you say that again? I I got my authenticated birth certificate back from the Department of State, and it took mm-hmm. forever. So because it was taken so long, I filed my express trust with the county while I was waiting for it. And I knew that I would have to go back and make an amendment or add it to my filing. So it's back and I want to add it to the filing, you know, but I'm not really sure if I need to add
1: certificate. Uh, First right. of all, when you do your birth certificate, that's good, right? And then you're supposed to do a non-UCC. So that has nothing to do with it. Coming back, the only way to attach it to to the trust is to do it in a non-UCC and give it to the trust. So you're missing things you're supposed to be doing. You're doing it wrong.
7: Oh. So I don't have to physically take them a copy of it. I just need to do a UCC. Okay.
1: No, it's a non-UCC, baby girl. I want you to stop what you're doing. Stop doing anything. Go in the archives and listen to the archives at soundcloud.com before you mess up. I'd rather you do it correct the first time than to uh, make a mistake and, you know, got to do it over. It's just easier to do it right the first time.
7: Okay. I'll do that. I'll do that.
1: Peace. Peace. You know what's crazy? I just noticed, you know, like I said, doing big things. So we got all the fucking uh, uh, agents back into my chat and all that shit again. You know, I've been dealing with this shit for years, y'all. Mad years, right? Now, here's the thing. I used to be able to kick them out. I hit all the shit to kick them out. No way of kicking them out. So you know what's going to happen? Uh, next week, there will be no chat. There will be no chat. So the fucking hater will have to call in so I could blast his dumb ass. See, y'all got to understand, there's a lot of people that dislike me for telling y'all the truth. You know what I mean? But the nigga t- going on and on about gold and silver, like like what I said wasn't true. Y'all all all can buy gold and silver, just like, boom, look at this big, chunky-ass gold fucking bracelet on my arm. Y'all all all can go buy it whenever y'all want. Y'all got to choose to do it. There is money. First of all, the Constitution says the only money in the United States, and it has always been this, is gold and silver. I'm not going to argue and debate with a fucking fool. Obviously, he don't know what he's supposed to know. You know what I mean? But that's our show for the day. I wish I could have got to more callers. if they wasn't messing with my feed. You know, it's funny because as soon as this nigga got on, that's when I started having fucking problems with uh um picking up callers. And now... This nigga is uh this nigga's writing in it look like Yeah, straight agent. Faggot ass nigga. Hope to see you next week. I get on the fucking call and talk and stop hiding behind a screen, you internet gangster. You faggot ass nigga.
3: Peace, y'all. i'm trying to end the program it
1: didn't even let me end the program but it's going to turn off anyway in 60 seconds that's crazy hope y'all enjoyed the show um yeah we're going to be getting a lot more agents coming on because of what i've done just the 241 suit alone was enough but then i topped it off on the first of the year and told you all the tax injunction and now I'm about to do the treaty injunction. Yo, they not happy. They don't want this shit to happen. But the trained and left the building. You know what I mean? Trained and left the building. Ain't nothing they can do about it. It is what it is. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see y'all again soon.
3: Wave to all you good people on Instagram.
1: Thanks for taking your time to tune in. Hope you're learning a lot. I hope you're learning information that you can go and use and fix some of those annoying little problems y'all have. I know I've used them, and plenty of other people that listen to me have. Yeah, you're right. He said, "I, right, Jonah, that injunction pushing these banks and the IRS is tripping." You're right. That's why they—that's why they messing with the me fees, you know? But like I said, you know, I've been on the air teaching about ten, eleven years, and they've always messed with my feed because of the things I was teaching, y'all. You know, so it's going to continue as long as I keep on teaching. They're going to mess with the feeds. They're going to mess with everything. You know what I mean? So just know, just like, you know, even the numbers of listeners, they mess with that. They try to act like the listenership ain't as big as it really is. But when I'm getting these consultations and when I'm looking at the analytics, the analytics is showing way higher numbers. It's totally different. You know what I mean? Now, I've had mad people... You know, in the comments, in the chat and all that, talking about, yo, Jonah, I try to get on to your show. They didn't let me get on to the show. Or they charging, trying to charge me uh, 20 cents a minute. So I had to just hang up type shit. And I'm like, yo, they're not going to charge you that, but they're going to tell you that to discourage you from listening. But you got to ask yourselves Why? And the crazy shit is only teaching their laws. That's how bad they don't want you to know their laws. See, they said uh, not knowing the law is no excuse. So they don't want you to know. They don't want you to know. That's what it is. But anyway, thanks for tuning in. I'm out. Peace.
3: poppy i've sent you uh the flyer for the webinar
0: $5, yeah.
3: That's comes on comes quickly. When it comes quick, they quickly and And that's what you're gonna
7: settle for. i This, this
0: okay. is your man. Yes.
7: Look at the screen. <laughs> that's mine.
0: And, and, I, and that, I'm going to stick and this out. That, and that's
3: what you're going to settle for.
0: I'm going to stick this out. <laughs> I'm not know I'm oh. going
9: <laughs> I said, i got three double cash for you. He said no. up. I'm
1: Why would he say yes to a surge of more?
9: Egyptologists and treasure hunters descending into Egypt? One of these researchers was Hamilton yeah, M. Wright who led a massive decades-long clearing right. project in the Giza Plateau that ended in 1935 when they found something that would shock the world, a large underground ancient subjection. Here's what Wright said. We have discovered a subway used by the ancient Egyptians 5,000 years ago. It passes beneath the causeway leading between the Second Pyramid and the Sphinx. From the subway, we have unearthed a series of shafts leading down more than 125 feet with grooming cords and side chambers. This discovery caused a lot of articles to be published by the mainstream news and academic journals.
3: Until later
9: that same year, Egyptian authorities put a gag order on any stories referring to underground tunnels in Egypt. Then suddenly, the story disappeared, leading to the question, was there any legitimacy to these claims? Surprisingly, yes. In the 5th century BC, Greek historian Herodotus wrote about a journey he took to Egypt where a priest showed him a mysterious underground labyrinth, saying, It is hard to believe this was made by man. Near the corner were the labyrinth pyramid, 240 feet in height, with carved figures of animals on it, and an underground passage by which it can be entered. I was told that these underground chambers connect this pyramid with the pyramid that meant this. That Memphis he was referring to is known today as the Giza Plateau. 800 years later, Syrian philosopher Ayam wrote about an underground tunnel system which could be accessed through the body of the Sphinx. As he said, in the belly of the Sphinx were cut-out galleries, leading to the subterranean part of the Great Pyramid. These galleries were so artfully crisscrossed that, in setting forth without a guide, one inevitably returned to the starting point. Could any of this actually be true? One man who claimed to know the answer to that question was named Ender Casey. Born in 1877, Casey was an American psychic known as the sleeping prophet because he literally speaks prophecy in his sleep. Throughout his life, he'd make thousands of predictions. And yes, like any psychic, he got a lot of them wrong. However, enough of them came true during his own lifetime that a full-time stenographer was retained to sit next to his bed and write down everything he said. Here are some of the eerie and specific things that Casey predicted. He predicted the stock market would crash in 1929, which it did. He predicted the death of two American presidents. The rise and fall of Hitler, the collapse of the Soviet Union, the 44th president of the United States would be black, and he even predicted his own death on January 1st, 1945, when he said that he would be buried in four days. Three days later, he died of a stroke, but one of his most controversial prophecies is something that's coming true in real time, and it involves Casey predicted that under the front paws lies a hall of records that would contain the true origins of humanity, and that scientists would discover this hall of records in the 1990s, perfectly preserved, almost like a time capsule. A very bold claim, considering he said this in 1932, three years before Hamilton Wright revealed his findings of an underground subway system. Casey also said that the Sphinx was not 4,500 years old, like scholars believe, but actually dates back 12,000 years, around 10,000 B.C. Now, according to the mainstream scientists, the Sphinx was built in 2,500 B.C., yet when you look at the reasons why mainstream scholars believe the Sphinx is that old, the evidence starts to fall apart. For instance, it's assumed the Sphinx was built by Pharaoh Khafre in order to protect the Great Pyramid, which is widely accepted to be the tomb of Khafre's father, Hufu. Crazy part, no mummy of anyone, let alone Khufu, has ever been found inside of the Great Pyramid. And proponents of this theory will also point to the face of a found on a well-preserved statue of him and say that it looks just like the face of the space. Yet, upon further examination, it becomes obvious that the two faces are actually two different people. The most defining feature between these two faces is this angle right here, which measures from the corner of the lips to the corner of the eye, and as you can see on the sphinx, it's almost double the size of the same angle on Cofre's actual face. And lastly, there's this stone called the Inventory Stella, which was discovered by a French archaeologist in Egypt during the 1850s, and inscribed into this stone is a record of the sphinx being repaired by the pharaoh Hufu after it was struck by lightning. The only problem with that, Cuckoo, is Khafre's father, and he was supposed to have been dead by the time the Sphinx was built. So when you think about it, the entire history you've been taught about the Sphinx is based entirely on evidence that's circumstantial at best. And the biggest unanswered question of all is, even if they did build the Sphinx in 2500 BC, how the heck did they do it? See, unlike the pyramids, it wasn't constructed block by block. It was actually sculpted directly out of the bedrock from a single piece of life, and not with chisels and hammers but by taking massive limestone blocks directly out of the ground around the Sphinx and then using those blocks like giant Legos to build the nearby temple complex. We know this because the geological layers inside the blocks of the temple complex perfectly matches the geological layers of the walls around the Sphinx. Some of these blocks measure 30 feet long, 10 feet high, and 12 feet wide, and weigh about 200 tons each. And not to mention, they also supposedly did this with nothing more than ropes, pulleys, and rings. Which brings us back to Edgar Cayce's prediction, which seems to account for this mystery as well. Because he also claimed that Atlantis, the mythical advanced civilization which sunk into the ocean, was actually real. And he said the full history of Atlantis would be revealed once and for all on scrolls that are located inside the Hall of Records under the space. Now, if you're like most people, you probably heard the word Atlantis and immediately wrote this guy off as crazy. But if you could open your mind for one second and consider where the myth of Atlantis actually came from in the first place, you'll realize that it all traces back to the writings of the Greek philosopher Plato, where Plato described Atlantis as an advanced ancient civilization that existed 9,000 years before his own time and was founded by beings that were half-God and half-human. Because Plato's account of Atlantis is the only known record of it ever existing, it's always been assumed that this story was myth and not reality. Even though Plato himself never said it wasn't real, all he said was that he heard the story through his conversations that he'd had with various poets and priests. And one of these conversations he spoke of was with a Greek lawmaker, Solon, where Solon was telling Plato about the time that he went to Egypt to network with one of the Egyptian high priests. And apparently the Egyptian priest had asked Solon to tell him about the history of the Greek people. So Solon told them, in the beginning, humans were created, and there was a big flood, a big catastrophe, and after that, they were created again. And after he said that, the Egyptian priests began laughing, which confused Solon. So the priest went on to explain, there have been many devastations in the long history of the world. The earth has been repopulated many times over the course of millions of years. You Greeks only remember the last one, but there have been many before that. You've lost the record of these earlier histories we have those records? Could this priest have been referring to those same records that Edgar Casey was talking about? To answer that question, we've got to fast forward to the 1990s when Edgar Casey said this would all go down. The Great Sphinx of Egypt, keeper of the ancient mysteries, guardian of the ancient secrets. The Sphinx is considered to be the greatest statue on earth. In 1991, American Egyptologist and geologist Robert Shaw conducted a series of studies taking seismic surveys around the Sphinx. The results of these studies were so groundbreaking that an hour-long NBC documentary called The Mystery of the Sphinx was created and watched by more than 30 million people on primetime television. In the documentary, West and Shaw presented their findings for studying the erosion patterns on the walls around the Sphinx.
6: When you look
9: at the Sphinx with a geological eye, this was not weathered by wind and sand. Weston Shock noted the erosion patterns look nothing like sand and wind erosion, but are actually identical to extreme water erosion. Here you see all these joints. You don't see the same type of joints in the wind-induced weathering. This is textbook example of what happens to a limestone wall when you have rains beating down on it for thousands of years. So how on earth could there be this much water erosion around the Sphinx when the area has been the Sahara Desert for the last 5,000 years? At first, you might think that maybe this is caused from Nile River flooding over the years. It's not much coming up from the bottom. Geologically, that would give a very different signature on the rock. It's actually rainfall runoff coming from above. Surprisingly, no other geologist could even refute these findings, even if they wouldn't admit it publicly. Just look at what John Anthony West said. Through some friends, I had an introduction to a very well-known Oxford geologist, and I went to him with a very simple question. On the basis of a clear photograph alone, could he, as a geologist, tell the difference between weathering by water and weathering by wind and sand? The answer was cautiously expressed, as a general rule, yes. I asked him if he didn't mind if I play a bit of a trick on him. What I did was I took a photograph of the Sphinx, and I masked off the head and paws, and I asked him, what did he think was responsible for that weather? And he looked at it for a moment and said, well, unquestionably water. And then I stripped the masking tape off, and he looked at it for a minute and said, oh. And if this is in fact water erosion, given the level of erosion that exists, the Sphinx must date back to a time when the area was not the Sahara Desert, but was actually very wet with heavy water precipitation. Either this was a weird geological anomaly, or the Sphinx might go back to it. And the last time conditions fit that criteria was around the end of the last ice age, twelve thousand years ago. What we had ending the last ice age was huge climatic changes which put a lot of moisture into the air, which came down as precipitation with huge thunderstorms, etc. And I think a lot of the erosion that we still see on the walls of the same enclosure. That According to what we know about history, 12,000 years ago, people were living in small groups of hunter-gatherers. The exact opposite of a society you think would be capable of creating the largest monolith on planet Earth to date. And in the words of John Anthony West, The proof that the Sphinx
3: preceded
9: dynastic Egypt by many thousands of years
3: means there was, at some distance past, uh, sophisticated civilizations.
9: And water erosion wasn't their only surprising find. They also found what seemed to be a large, room-sized cavity, under the left front paw of the Sphinx. We were not looking for structures under the Sphinx. I was actually looking for subsurface mineralogical changes, but we found some structures. Most importantly, we found a chamber under the left paw. Surprisingly, when Weston Shock revealed these findings in their documentary and word of an undiscovered room under the Sphinx started to spread, the Egyptian authorities immediately banned them from continuing their research altogether. The man responsible for getting them banned was this guy, Zahi Hawa. I'm Zayn Shahwan.
0: What I do have you, you listen to me. Shut up! I, I don't want to tell you anyone to go, Or I will leave.
9: His
3: official title is the Minister of Antiquities, but that basically just means that he's a spokesperson. Johnson, you're fired. Why? It's not you.
9: It's your shirt. But it's Casual Friday. Well, oh, you're taking it too far. Look at Justin. He's wearing a true plastic key. If it's in tight in all the right places, the leave important amount of room in the front. Yeah, I hate that guy. He looks so good in that shirt.
7: You could write any kind of lyrics. Talk about anything. Why so much sex? Internet bullying is something that really needs to stop you now. At the end of the day, you know, us
9: celebrities
0: have to work. Quick thing. Get there.
9: Low Kim was born on July 11, 1974, in Bedford-Stuyvesant, Brooklyn, New York. As a child, Kim was sent to a well-established Catholic school, Queen of All Saints in Brooklyn, in an attempt to provide a stable learning environment, but stability was lacking after her parents' marriage broke up when Kim was 8 years old. Linwood, a former military man, reportedly began to use physical violence against his wife. Kim told the Washington Post in 2000 that she remembers her mom having black eyes and that her father told people she had fallen. In a two thousand interview with Newsweek, Kim reminisced about the way her father criticized her from the time she was very young. It was like I could do nothing right, she said. Everything about me was wrong. My hair, my clothes, just me. That set up a pattern for her future relationships with men. All my life, men have told me I wasn't pretty enough. Even the men I was dating. And I'd be like, well, why are you with me then? She winces. It's always been men putting me down, just like my dad. To this day, when someone says I'm cute, I can't see it. I don't see it, no matter what anybody says. Kim moved with her mother and brother to the suburb of New Rochelle. And why, Where some girls in their new, all-white neighborhood? tease Kim because of her skin color. The made struggled for money and unable to support her family, eventually granted Linwood custody of their two children. Linwood remarried, though so his relationship with Kim soured irreparably only after she began dating boys at the age of 13. According to Kim, he became verbally abusive, and their relationship took a violent turn. One day, Kim stabbed
7: him with a pair of scissors. When I was 15 years old, I was kicked out of my house. So I was on the street, I was basically homeless, Um, I was forced into doing things that I didn't want to do, you know what I mean? Like, you know, dipping and dabbing with guys, I was selling drugs
9: doing all other
7: types of stuff.
9: And in the following years, she sometimes lived with neighbors or with elderly men who provided her with housing and food. She worked in department stores following in the footsteps of her mother, who worked at Macy's and ran errands for drug dealers. She also hinted that she had been sexually assaulted, although she never named her abuser. The girl wanted to become a rapper from a young age,
3: and she finally got lucky. What's up, Big Mama? What you just call me? Big Mom.
9: Kim studied at the Sarah J. Hale vocational school in Brooklyn and then at the Brooklyn College Academy. Her future rival, Foxy Brown, also studied there. By the time Kim met Christopher Wallace, better known as Biggie, at the age of
0: 17, she
9: had completely given up on her education. Wallace was a couple of years older at 19, a small-time drug dealer on his way to hip-hop superstardom yeah, 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 As the notorious B.I.D., yeah, 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 yeah. they met accidentally on You're the street Corner, after which Kim freestyled for Biggie. In 1992, Wallace signed a contract with Sean Puppy called his label Bad Boy Entertainment. In addition to his solo career, Wallace organized the hip-hop group Junior Mafia, which included several of his childhood friends. Lil' Kim became the only female member of the group. Under Wallace's leadership, Junior Mafia released a number of singles, and in 1995, the debut album career with the single Players Anthem, Lil' Kim was introduced to the world
7: back in the store black the back
9: want to see. and a little later released her debut album hardcore
7: which became extremely
9: successful in sales and was doing pretty good numbers
7: sunset that like i'm all forgotten and i was doing things that you won't expect little kim the queen <laughs>
0: <laughs>
9: Her image was built on her sexy appearance, which is why she attracted the male audience. And do you know whose idea it was? Biggies, of course. He wanted her to show off her beauty at 100%. He encouraged her to call Faith a lash of his style, which was later dubbed Gangsta Porn Rap, which rubbed the infamous D. Lord Tucker the wrong way. He said she wanted to abolish Gangsta Rap, vulgarity, and so on. I want you to,
7: you know, be sure, you know, I you're too young to be having sex, you probably you're gonna you be listening to my music, too. But if you're going to listen to it, you know, make sure you do the right thing. Don't go out and have sex for the wrong reasons. And if you do...
9: And Biggie was not only her mentor, but also her boyfriend. And it was at this time that Biggie meets Faith Evans and married her after only eight days. They continued to work together, although it was very difficult to calm.
3: I'm a bitch, nigga. He wasn't talking that shit we were eating my pussy the other
9: night. <laughs> is your ramen back in stock? It is. Sorry it kept flying off the shelves. Is it healthy? Yeah. The noodles are wholesome and full of protein.
0: What would the taste so good? I was like, no. Like some
7: um, you know, like
9: some ass girlfriend. <laughs> But that wasn't the end of it. One of the worst altercations between Lil' Kim and Evans was when she caught her and her husband together in a hotel room. Here's what Faith Evans wrote in her autobiography. I got to Big's bedroom door, turned the knob, and went inside. As soon as I saw a small lump next to Big's large frame, I flew into a rage, ran over to the side of the bed, and pulled back the covers. I grabbed some chick out of the bed and started beating her ass. At some point, the chick's wig came off in my hand. It was a short, cropped wig. I stopped throwing punches for a minute to get a good look at the chick I was beating up. It was Lil' Kim. She was completely butt naked, yelling as I pushed her around the room. Big sat up in bed and pointed at Kim, who was standing in a corner of the room, trying to cover her naked body with her hands while I was still yelling at Big. Yo, get her out of here, Kim out of the room, and she screamed and cursed the whole way. When Kim and Evans first met, Evans only assumed that these two New York rappers had a working relationship. However, everyone in Big Circle knew what was going on behind the scenes. In 1996, the Lady Marmalade rapper was pregnant with Biggie's child. However, she had an abortion because she knew that the relationship was not conducive to bringing a child into the world. Kim has admitted that she and Biggie had a violent relationship.
7: Phone going like this. Uh I'm like, yeah, you know that. Boom, my headphones. (laughs) And we started fighting and we tore the plaque off the wall and everything. (laughs) And he choked
9: me out in the elevator and passed out. (laughs) And look, Kim revealed that for a long time, violent men
7: attracted her. Biggie was killed and it was difficult for her to get over that loss. Biggie was the type of person to motivate you. He always wanted you, anyone to succeed. She
9: even stopped making music for a while, but later returned.
7: I need to just be on top and I'm gonna be I wanna be on top again. And... Right.
9: In June of two thousand, the long awaited album The Notorious KIM was released. The album immediately debuted at number four on the Billboard Two Hundred chart and sold three million copies worldwide. Thus the album became one of the best selling rap albums of that year.
3: And if, a of and a horse. if I was you, i me too car and a lot of and Despite some positive
9: moments of her popularity in two thousand and one, an incident happened that changed her life completely since nineteen ninety six she had a feud with Foxy Brown, and it all ended up in a shooting in two thousand and one near the studio Hot ninety seven in Manhattan. Shots were fired after Lil' Kim gave an interview to the radio station. One person was injured, and the second was severely injured. When it came to court, Kim told the grand jury that she knew nothing about the fact that two people from her entourage, her manager Damian Butler and another man, Sue Jackson, were present at the time of the shooting. But surveillance photos show Butler opening the door for Kim, with witnesses linking her to other man, Sue Jackson, were present knew nothing about the fact that two people from her entourage, her manager Damien Butler and another man, Sue Jackson, were present at the time of the shooting. But surveillance photos show Butler opening the door for Kim, with witnesses linking her to both men, who pleaded guilty to weapon possession that night. As a result, in March of 2005, Kim was found guilty of perjury and conspiracy before a federal grand jury. I thought it was the right thing to do, but now I know it's wrong, Kim said, with tears in her eyes before the sentencing. On July 6, 2005, she was fined $50,000 and sentenced to a year and one day in prison, and Butler was jailed for 12 years. Lil' Kim's fourth album, The Naked Truth, was released in September 2005 while she was still incarcerated. Some fans have called this release the greatest female rap album of all time. Now it's time to discuss her plastic surgery and why she got it done. As we said earlier, she was bullied for her appearance, developing an insecurity. In 2005, she went on a radio show and explained that she had her nose broken during a physically abusive confrontation with an ex-boyfriend whose name is Damien World Hardy. They dated for only one year between 2002 and 2003. Kim told the listeners that she, like many other women, had been a part of a violent relationship that left her with a broken nose, black eyes, all that stuff. The New York native revealed that she had to fix her nose not once but multiple times. Every time she'd go through a procedure and come back to her boyfriend, he'd hit her again and send her reeling. A tangled insecurities and self-loathing. It's not just her face that was damaged as a result of these brutal attacks. Kim had to undergo multiple MRIs because he beat me up so bad I couldn't even move. She also suffered from blood loss in her back. You're
0: a fucking dead. You're a fucking white. You have no dick.
9: Kim was so tired of lying about her injuries, pretending they were an allergic reaction and burying her bruises in makeup that she thought it would be better to get professional work done and wipe out those physical markings for once and for all. I kind of prayed the whole time. I didn't know what to do, and it has a lot to do with my maturity, too. It's been times I was in the car with my ex-boyfriend, and he punched me in my face, and I was bleeding all over the car. The doctor had to fix my nose because it was almost shattered.
7: Guys, help me to get through everything as well, and that makes me want to keep going.
9: The trauma led her to start her charitable organization, Lil' Kim Cares, which does extraordinary work in raising awareness and funds for issues such as homelessness, child neglect, and violence against women. She's also keen on showing that just because she's a celebrity doesn't mean that she's 19. And does he make a nigga come back family life. In 2014, she gave birth to Lil' Kim wrote that he had died. I recommend you check out the
3: next video about what happened to the members of Bad Boy Records. Subscribe to